We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2023, the American Express. DraftKings picks and preview the final bets. One and done discussion. I'll hear for you. Play in the Listener's League. Didn't get the link until Tuesday, so they made the contest smaller, and now it's almost full. So you might want to go get your spot right now. Link is down in the description. And if you want to get in the final PME DraftKings NFL Listener's League, for the season that is also down in the description right now my walkthrough and ownership projections and modeling all comes from fantasynational.com use fantasynational.com slash mayo get yourself 20 percent off any of the membership levels okay tambo is in studio with me you nailed the uh, the ownership discrepancy last week we were talking about tom kim versus sung jay not that it mattered because they both <laughs> missed the cut but you said in higher stakes, Sungjae even lapped Tom Kim by the end of it? It was like 5% higher. Yeah, it's just one of those things you'll see. We'll talk about it again here today. I think a little bit of a difference I see as well. But always good to, to get that right. Not good when they both go off and miss the cut and do nothing for you. I had a lot of very good 5 or 6 lineups last week. That included them. If I had to just drop down to the 9K. I talked about this a little bit on Monday, and it will pertain to what we're going to talk about here, Pat. But last week, we kept saying, like, the 10K range 
it's solid. Like it's better than the nine carries. These are better dudes. They are kind of on paper, but this is the week where then you look at, they did not change pricing. Rom is the highest price guy, 10-8. We're like, okay, this 10K range is actually better than the rest of the field below. It's a, it's a stark difference from last week. So we'll, we'll talk about it as we go through it. Yeah, and we have a guaranteed three rounds from every single player. Yeah. And with the, like the, the easiest course as possible. Although you could kind of make the argument that we've seen so many long shot winners here is like you just need to get the guy right up top and then just litter down below and hope to get lucky with the 1% guy that ends up coming first or second. Like last year, I remember I went back and watched the final round for the American Express. I think the final group was Lee Hodges, Paul Barjon, and some other random dude. And then Swafford ends up winning it. Yeah, Long Dong Paul Barjon, your boy. He's, he's gone. Yeah. He, they, they kicked him off tour. Swafford's also gone. <laughs> well, he's on live, though. Yeah, yeah, I know. It just says you go back, so you're not going to see the repeat winner. Same as, you know, with Cam Smith, TOC. You got all that situation this year. But your boy, Siwoo Killer, came through last week. Siwoo him. He's, he's the guy. Well, what a week not to be on Siwoo Kim for the first time ever. Yeah, we, we played Hideki and one of them. We should have just went to your boy. I know. Woo. It would have been much better. And he dropped a woo. I saw our guy Baroff tagged you on Twitter. I don't know. RIP Pat's Twitter, but I, he, he dropped it on it. He did. But he gave a woo like that at the end of the putt, and he went on to 18 and shipped it. So After the chip, he chipped in on 17. That was very nice. Lo- loved that, actually. So, yeah, good good week looking at that stuff last week, but not overall for me for DFS. No. Uh, I mean, I was there. I had it going. I had the 6-6. Six six. Everything was looking good. I didn't get my hopes up after what had happened the previous Sunday. And it was a good thing I didn't get my hopes up. I ended up losing money on the slate. I believe it. The $5 is so hard to hang on to, but where you were after three days. It was great. I I, I would take that position 100 times out of 100. And you just have to hope the last day goes your way. I mean, it's the same when everybody talks about it. Like, do you want to come from behind? It's just like in real golf. That's the thing. Do you want to have that lead, that 54-hole lead, and then hope that you just play through? This is different. We don't really control our own destiny. But the point being, sometimes it's better just to not have that, not think about it, and just see it rise at the end and then have your sweat versus sit on it and be like, all right, what's going to go wrong here today? The funny thing about it was the two worst guys in my lineup were my two best players. I had KH Lee and Hideki who were behind. I was like, well, this is actually a great scenario. These guys are just going to go out and go YOLO and be like, hey, I'm going to try to shoot seven under. I'll come in like sixth or something like that. It's like, it was like, who was it? Lipsky and Buckley and these guys. Like, well, these guys feel like they're probably going to melt at some point and just no one played well. I I think my entire team was a combined like one under for the day. Yeah, complete opposite of what you want. But to your point, I like the Lee and Matsuyama guys like that. That's just the challenge of it. When they come out, that's what you like. And for round four showdown, the same showdown shows back this week on Mayo Media Network. A little slide in there. Yeah, from from runpuresports.com. Yeah, Thursday, Friday will be on the Mayo Media Network. Then you can catch round four free for for on our channel. But um, to bring it up with those two guys, like examples of players that come out and do that like you said then go seven under or then go seven over because they are just firing at pins and that's what you want but you just have to have it go your way on that final day for it to give you any shot at the money up top yes poor Hideki just couldn't make a putt all week that's right that that's a problem but two weeks I've been in the running to win GPPs each of the first two weeks gone disastrous on the final day but I'm happy that like I'm, I'm around I'm lingering I got to skip this show for a week to get a win, I think. That might be the only way, you know, and I don't... That, that, that's usually what happens. That's usually what happens. We'll see. We, it has to happen naturally, though. It can't just be like, skip a show. So we'll, we'll keep going here. I think this show is a lot of fun. We like going through it. People have liked the format, so that's solid. Yeah, the format change, people seem to be digging. Yeah. I, I like it because I'm, I'm building lineups as we go along, and then I can kind of have my player pool, generate my lineups, and like, you know, upload the CVS, and we're good to go. 
Yeah, I can keep an eye on them too, just to look at the ones we made and then sort of compare at the end of the week once we got all the final ownership and stuff. Because it's pretty close. It's Wednesday now, but once the evening hits and building the final lineups, you can kind of look at them to see is there anything you want to tweak. But I do like going through it here. And I think, again, this week we've got a lot to talk about because there's a lot of guys that can win this thing up top and down low. Let's get to the bets, what I finally put in. I was debating with myself. I left Cam Young off the card. So I went with Finau at 15 to 1, Tom Kim at 24 to 1. Hoagie at 45, Montgomery at 50, and Davis at 55. It's a bit jammed. I have Lingmurth at 250 to 1 as well with each of the five places. So hopefully Lingmurth just wins. That would be fantastic. I don't love playing all this. I I worked out my return on all six of the guys. It's around like 5.4 times my money, which is a bit lower than I usually like to be. But it's only because of Montgomery. He yeah. was 50 to 1 when I saw him. We talked about it on the Monday show. It's like, why is he 50 to 1? He's going to be like 28 to 1 everywhere else. It was just a play on the number. I, I don't even really like the bet, to tell you the truth. Yeah, cash out one of those guys. You got I, cash out options. Yeah. I, I don't really love the card, I'll be honest with you. I, good, good. So, uh, you, we liked the card last week. It didn't win. That's true. So I, that's, I don't like my card either, if it helps. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's, you know, the, the plays there, it's definitely good players. It's just like I said, I, my card's just as ugly, so I don't really need anything here. I played Thigala at 55. I think him and the thing I would say, like him and Montgomery, what's the real difference? Both are very good. Both are volatile. Both are, you know, can come through and score. But the gal is literally, I feel like, left at least one win out there, if not both those times. Very bad mistakes down the stretch, those two chances he had at getting a W. I, I've been betting Montgomery throughout the swing season. And mm-hmm. He just comes inside the top 10 every single week. So good. He just yeah. has one really bad round, like the round he's supposed to score and either run away or tie himself for the lead. He's just like the worst guy in the field. Then he rebounds the next day and it's too late. Yeah, it is true. I agree with you. Obviously, he's very good. We talked about this. People, you know, talk, oh, it's the putter. It's always the putter. It can't just always be the putter. I know it does show. I mean, for him, it kind of is always Yeah, the but I'm saying in order to have those finishes like that, I, I, me and Kenny did the show. We looked through the numbers a bunch during the swing season. There was still other stuff that he does well to keep himself in there. He did well on the Corn Ferry Tour. Corn Ferry Tour, you got to make putts. That's where he got the job done there. But I'm just saying in general, I think it's, you know, 50 is a fair number. I don't think it's like the best number, like this, you know, crazy you have to have it. No, it's not, but I just If you've been betting him, you have to have it. Yes. I, well, yeah. I, I didn't I didn't bet him last week. I should have bet him top ten, I suppose. But like I can see he's in that like thirty-five range now. I thought he was gonna drop down lower and be more popular, and he wasn't. And fifty was just by far the best number on the market. Feinberg kind of talked me into it. That would be the one I would cash out if I was going to cash it out. Because I wasn't really on Hoagie until I started thinking about it. It's like, well, he's playing great. Why wouldn't I go to him here? Yeah, I mean he's fine too. Obviously, I, I like these. I like both those guys more for DFS than I do for betting. Right? Oh. They're eighty nine, eighty four hundred. Very fair prices, just over the average. You can fit them in no problem this week, and it's a range that's going at least a little bit overlooked. Like Montgomery actually is getting a little ownership in there, but for the most part, same with Hoagie too, by the way. But the eight K range is pretty overlooked with the Stars and Scrubs approach, having the three full rounds. For the small one and done that we are doing, I selected Tony Finau. And that really what came down to me. It was either I was going to put Finau on or I was going to put uh, Cam Young on. And I was like, you know what? I'd rather I, – I keep not hitting winners because I refuse to bet guys that are 15-1, to 1, and these are the guys that keep winning. Not last week, obviously, <laughs> but in general. It's like, I think Finau's going to win. That was my first thought of this week. Like, remember when you texted me in Houston? It's like, yeah, Finau's just winning this week. I was like, nah, 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 nah. I'm going to wait for a better number. And then I didn't end up betting it, and of course he goes out and wins. He yeah. just wins now. It's great. 
Yeah, well, it, that was a crazy stretch. What was a three and seven or something? But it's it, still three of seven. Yeah, it is true. Yeah, <laughs> I obviously he's fine. I think a little bit of sticker shock at ten two. It shouldn't be, but it's because when you got Rom, Scheffler, Cantlay, and we'll talk about X, and then of course you got all these guys in the nine K range that people love as well. It makes it tougher, and on the betting board, it's hard to see him up there, even though he's been the one actually winning events. So I have Fino, Jeff has Hoagie, and Cust has Will Zalatoris for one and done this week for the one and done. So last week you and I took Hideki in the one and done. And we earned ourselves a very comfortable $20,000. Good to be at 25th place in the race for the Mayo Cup. What do you want to do this week? Because I think Xander is actually a really interesting talking point here because no one's going to use him. Same as in DraftKings. Like, more people will use him on DraftKings. But no one's betting him. No one's using him in one and done. Like, if you ever want to get a 1% Xander, this feels like the week. Yeah, I, I don't want to, but I don't want to because I I think you can get all the the angles you need playing him in DFS at 10k when there's guys there around him like Finau and Cantley that are picking up huge ownership and no one wants to play him. So I, I did come around on that thought a little bit. We'll talk about it when we get there and build lineups. Just that he definitely sounds healthier. The MRI came back negative. Uh, hearing some things of people that talk to him, you know, and, and situational stuff where he says he's better and he's going to give it a go. So I actually don't mind playing him in DFS now after I've got those updates. But what about, like you said, taking a long shot here for someone you'll never use again? Like, we can we can make cases for Rom, Scheffler, like, do, we can do, use them anywhere. Do you want to make a case for, like, Lingamirth? Or is that too much of a too, long shot? Too much. I think we want to go somewhere down. Because I, I think that when we're trying to project out ownership, I think a lot of people are going to be on the same sort of thought process. Like, well, I don't need to burn a Scheffler or a Rom or a Cantlay or whoever this week. I can use Hoagie or Cam Davis or one of the... Cam Young, Thigala. They might actually go to those guys versus... Like that range of player. You know who I like this week? Tom Kim. Yeah, I was going to say something. I was just going to ask you this question is if you didn't, so Xander, a little bit of a risk still, but I, I get it. I'm playing him in DFS, but the point being for, you know, if you didn't pick Xander as one of those studs, and like you said, I think a lot of people will just say, ah, I can take a long shot here to your point. Who is it? Tom Kim would be the other guy up there that you'd go, or is there somebody else? It's not that I like, I mean, Finau would be my preference. I think a lot of people are going to use Finau this week, and I will use him. Like, I have well, three teams and this team, but if this is the one that I want to do with you to talk through it. Yeah. I think Finau is a good selection for here. Uh, you can use him next week at Tory if you want to. There's plenty of places to use Finau as the season goes along. With Tom Kim, everyone used him last week. He massively disappointed. He lost seven strokes putting in two rounds. What if he just doesn't lose seven strokes putting this week? Yeah, his ball striking's still there and yeah. it's something you want. And so. it's a great course for him. You just go go out and hit a bunch of 125-yard shots. You're good to go. I'd be comfortable with it. And, and because he sucked last week and people used so people used him last week, so they can't. Right. They're boxed out. So he's 14% of the field already used him. I don't think anyone's like, Tom Kim, he's the play this week. Yeah. So he's going to be like 1% owned. Yeah, and like you said, where we the other thing with him is you're going to be taking a shot wherever you use him. That's why people were comfortable using him last week. I used him in one last week. I thought just use him as the, the higher-priced option, and one and done doesn't matter the price, but you get what I'm saying. You could do that here. Like you said, you already got 14% off him, not many going back to him. I'm, I'm very comfortable with that. I, I, went, I was looking at guys like Cantlay, Cam Young. Well, the other one I was going to bring up that, like last week, Siwoo won sub-1% ownership. Like, that's a huge advantage on the field. Like, this is why we're talking about ownership. It's not only, yes, you need to pick the winner. But if you can get a winner that no one else has, mm-hmm. it's worth, like, triple the amount of money yeah, in terms of the contest because no one else is gaining ground on you while you're pulling away. Sam Burns sticks out to me. <laughs> that's the other And, guy. like, I don't like Sam Burns this week. Like, I had nothing Sam Burns this week. I haven't heard a single person talk about Sam Burns this week. Just no one is using Sam Burns. He's a great player. He could win. Yeah, I love him for DFS, and so I would love him for one and done. The only thing, that's my difference maker where it's good to talk through this. Like Tom Kim, 
what are we saving him for? Burns, you could make an argument at the Valspar just to do it. But again, who knows? That's Everyone plays one and done differently. I know the people that are mapping it out are definitely circling him for that. So that's another good point that not as many will be using him here. And I, I love the spot for him right now. So I would like him or Tom Kim. That'd be the two guys I would roll out. Let's go with Sam Burns. Let's do Burns. Sam Burns will be our official selection for the Mayo Tambo team in the one and done. The Kim advice, I mean, is strong though. Like for those that are maybe new to one and done, just joined it this year to your point. That's kind of the angle. It's not just a zig when they zag. It's like you said, there's a 14% played him last week and got a miscut $0. You use them this week pick up a win, you're laughing because not as many are, nobody, nobody wants to chase a miscut and 14% can't play him. So you're already in a better spot. Obvious stuff to some, for those that are just starting out one and done for the first time, is it is good strategy. Listen, don't take my advice. I played five teams last year and cashed one of them and it was a min cash when it came down to it. I'm not good at one and done, but there is a decent strategy of, listen, you got to pick your winners. You got to make sure you hit your like five to seven throughout the course of the year. It's very difficult to do if you want to be in the running when you have one pick per week. However, I have had more success, and I usually get away from the strategy of, here are the top 10 players on the board. Who are the two guys no one's betting? Mm-hmm. And just use them. Yeah. It works well. And all, all things betting, DFS gambling, yeah. with golf, uh, it's oftentimes correct because everyone thinks they know everything, and then it's the complete opposite. So a lot of variance. That's the way to go about it. I love the call. Let's use Sam Burns. Weather doesn't matter. Seems non-existent. Yeah. Less than 10 miles per hour every single day. Very nice in La Quinta. Yeah, I think so. Instead of weather, I think the course rotation factor is a bigger thing, obviously, especially for showdown, situational stuff like that. There's, you know, courses. They all can play pretty easy, the stadium course probably being the hardest, but just in general, you can get scoring on day one from guys. But then you and I were talking pre-show, and I bring this up often enough on other shows and content that I do, is that there is still the mentality to it, right, of golf, at least for me, thinking through it, where some guys go out and post a low score on day one, they ride that momentum. Other guys battle through and grind, and let's say they shoot a two under on the harder course, knowing they have two easier courses coming up, and then they go start shooting their low numbers because they already got through the hard part. Everyone does that in life with everything. Sometimes people get the hard task done, so all the easy ones are done. Other people say, oh, let me get some low-hanging fruit done first, save that big chore for later. It's the same thing in golf, I think, from a mentality standpoint. So looking at it, the overall lowest scoring of these courses is La Quinta. Because you can make eagles on the par fives there where it's a bit more difficult at Nicholas and a bit more difficult at the stadium course. However, I think for showdown, stacking the stadium course might actually be the move because everyone has now been talked out of it. Although in the past like three, four years, stadium course isn't hard. It can be hard if you hit it into the water or you get in one of those ridiculous bunkers that's 40 feet high. But guys, go out on Sunday at the stadium course and post 63s to win. Like, there's scoring available there. Yeah, what not, was Cantley? A 61? He, he shot a 61 there the year that Siwoo won two years ago. It's just everyone stays away from it because your guy might shoot 78. Yeah. And that's completely plausible based on the factors of this course. Like, big numbers are in play. But if you're playing well, you're not going to make big numbers. And you're going to have all these birdies available to you. Yeah, it's much more of a showdown thing for me. And on the main slate, you can still do it because of what I just talked about. I'll definitely still stack some courses just because it's anytime you can get at a correlation angle of any kind in a sport like PGA DFS where you don't really have it unless like our guy Raza with the, you know, (laughs) skill stack, the skill stacks. I definitely still think that's an idea. Like that's something that people aren't doing that you can do. If you want to stack all good guys on approach or all good guys, usually not all good guys with the putter recently because typically that won't hold up. All fairway guys, all bombers, whatever it might be. Use all bombers next week 
Yeah, you and I, I mean, we're going to do it. We're going to build lineups. There are some cool lineups that you can build this week if you skip the guys at the top, like get off Rom, Scheffler, Finau, or you could even start with like a Finau and skip the top two big names and then start jamming scores. who you talked about some already, Burns, Cam Davis, Eagle guy, like things like that. You can make some good lineups like that here and those can obviously come through. If they screw up on the tougher course or make mistakes along the way, you're, you're not going to win, but it definitely makes sense to stack some lineups up. So I, I just think that like if you took a percentage of how many people do you think will go full course stack in showdown? More than normal. I don't know what the percentage like, would be. What, what would you guess? Like I, 20%? 50%? I would say probably, I was going to say three to four times the normal. So if the normal's 5% of stacking a wave, so let's, let's say, say 20%. Let's say probably exactly 20%, maybe even more, to be honest, just thinking out loud now. All right, let's call it 25%. So of those 25% of people that stack one course in particular, which, how do you think that gets divvied up between the courses? La Quinta, Nicholas, Stadium. So stadium's probably like sub 5% full-on yeah. stack. You, you would expect. See, that's why I think it's a good play. Yeah, you can do it. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it. I also think, though, if you're going to do that, though, why don't you just play, just not stack courses and just play everybody? Like, just pick your spots. Well, it also depends on the day, too. Well, and, right now we've got clean weather everywhere. So no, 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 just based on, like, the best guys start because they want all of the best players to play the Saturday round on TV at the stadium course. So I think they start at La Quinta, so they go La Quinta and Nicholas Stadium. So the guys that are playing stadium day one are like the absolute biggest jabronis possible because mm-hmm. they're off at La Quinta on Saturday. That, that's no why one. I'm saying I don't see much value in round one. Well, even though it's a small percentage, I don't know if it's actually an edge just because less people are doing it. Maybe actually 5% is more than you should be doing it. As maybe. Well. It could be an argument. That, I mean, it's 5% of the, yeah, of the, I guess, the overall pool. I, I just think it's very interesting is that people do go to avoid it. Like yeah. This isn't going to be like next week when you're playing showdown, it's like, take the guys at the North course. Just do that. Yeah. That's going well, I think to work. I think you're onto something. I'm just saying like you said, but let's say it's round two and there's better players now sure. on the stadium. Yeah, you get this. Well, I, I don't know if it's day one or day two. Like you have the Rom Scheffler types. They're all going to play in the rotation until they get to Saturday. Then they'll be at the stadium course. One of the first two days, you're going to get like the second tier guys of Aaron Wise and Thie Gala yeah. and Putnam and those guys, and they'll all be at the stadium course. That's the day that I think it has more validity to your point of doing it because now you've got the best guys or the better guys that can actually score well enough. And if they don't make the mistakes, you can come through and get there. But like I said, I still don't mind just mixing them in. Like that's where also too, I think people go too aggressive. Sometimes when you're doing it, even when we do AM PM stacks and it's not the craziest edge, but you know, like the greens are better in the morning. It's all like there is slight. I, I always have no problem going like a five one and talks like showdown in football, but you got a five guy, five guys in the morning, one guy in the afternoon. That's good. And can actually come through and beat a course. You can do the same thing with this. If you really like five guys on La Quinta and you love this one guy that's playing stadium for the week and you want to get on him when nobody's on him, that's definitely a way you can still do it. Not have to shy away. And while you don't have a full stack, you still make sense of what you're doing. So just looking at day one for the stadium course, and they end on Nicholas. I think the rotation is stadium, La Quinta, Nicholas, if people were wondering. Yeah, it's not, the, it's not the greatest day. Who are some of the dudes? Like, what, what do you got? Aaron Wise, Callum Tarran, Putnam, Hoagie, like a lot of the guys that yeah. I, I thought. Wyndham Clark, Sam Burns, Ben Taylor, Cam Davis, Bezadenhout, Danny Lee, Lingmurth. So guys I like this week. They're all playing there. And then day there's the day, where is it? Tomorrow or Friday at the stadium course, like your best player is like Brian Herman. Brian Herman, Sungjae, Jason Day. There's enough, actually, there's enough guys sprinkled through that you would use okay. to pull this off. Like Grio, S.H. Kim, Aaron Rye, Vegas. This is the worst of the 
groups, the one I'm talking about right now. Yeah, there's some rough names in there. Like I said, I, I would I would still mix it up. I think for sure the first couple of days I got no problem. But, you know, the point does make sense when there's better players that get out on it, for sure. Yeah, the the, the other tee times are stacked. Long, Finau, Scheffler, Montgomery, Suh, Sink, Steele, Cantley, Xander, Davis, Tom, this Tom Kim, Patrick Rogers, Thigawa. Like, hey, we want you guys on uh, on TV on Saturday. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Hadwin, Rose, Siwoo. A lot of good guys in this one. So that's going to be that's going to be the grouping. Like they play La Quinta first. That is going to be massively overstacked. And it's going to be hard to differentiate your teams at all. But that's where I'm saying like what you're to your point again, if you go back if only 20% are doing it and it's or tw- we'll use 25 and say 5 if it's 10 and 10. Well, I I think because of the way that this gets laid out with these groupings that Nicholas just by and large is going to get underserved on day 1 because all the shitty players are playing there. Yeah. Like, no one wants to use these guys. No one wants to use Martin Trainer. I Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. One thing I will say for sure, just going to the stadium course, because you talked about some of these guys that are going out on it, I definitely have no problem stacking that up in the main slate because it's all re- there's some really good golfers that start out on it on day one. And that, like I said, if they can grind... Again, it's not even the grind. It's the stadium course. I'm just saying, my point being, if they get through that and they've got to feel very good going into day two and day three, playing La Quinta and Nicholas, and that's where I think you can get a little bit of an advantage stacking up that way, even though it's more of a showdown thing, I don't ever mind that for the main slates because you're still stacking a course where if they get through that and they avoid the water and the traps and those 78s that you talked about that are out there it definitely feels better going to these two easier courses with a good score heading into them, feeling solid about making the Sunday. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com bluewire. 
and Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's get into actual lineups for the week. Once again, you can play in the Listener's League. That's down in the description. Hopefully you've made it in time. Only 1,500 spots. It was supposed to go to 3,500 this week. And then apparently there was a holiday Monday in America. Martin Luther King Day. That's the day, and no one worked. So <clears throat> That's right, yeah. I, I didn't get the links in time, so here we are. So they shrunk that down. The NFL's down there, too, if you want to go find it, and I will be using fantasynational.com slash mail for that discount for all of the stats and tools and simulations. All that fun stuff is in there. Still working on the simulator, the new simulator tools right now, so shout-out to Moose for doing that. Where do you want to start with lineups? Because I, I like my Fino Tom Kim starts. <laughs> yeah, I think we should start... Like always, with the play the best plays, try and fill it out. Okay, let's fill it. See what that looks like. like. What do you think the public is doing? I think they're playing wrong. Really? Yeah, I've like, got like for Monday. sure. Like I, I don't see in terms of ownership any sort of differentiation between Rom, Scheffler, Finau, and Cantlay. Wow, in fact, okay. I think Cantlay might be the highest owned of those guys. I've got Rom and Cantlay as the two highest owned. One thing I was going to bring up, and I'll say it now because I brought it up earlier, was Scheffler looks way lower owned than Rom. But I promise you, when we get to get there, lock, I agree. they're going to be in sync a little bit more. Maybe it's right now it shows as high as up to 30, 25 to 30 range for ROM. It does? It show, yeah, a lot of places. I've, say, I've got three sources in here. So. Fantasy, Fantasy National has him crapping out at like 18%. For ROM? For ROM. Yeah, zero chance. I don't know, man. It's, you can't jam you, all these guys in. You, you easily can play ROM. You can, can easily play ROM, but. Other people want to play Scheffler. People like Finau is like I said, Cantley's the one coming in the highest owned of the bunch. Yeah, Cantley and Finau will be popular for sure. I'm sorry. But I, if Cantley's the highest owned of those four, it feels like the other three get flattened out of it. Well, no, because what you're confusing is that people that means they're starting with Cantley because he's the highest owned. He's very easily the second guy. And Kenny's cash game cornerstones feature three guys above nine K, for example. Oh, okay, but the way that I'm seeing it shake down after those top four, like those top four I have is the four highest owned guys on the slate. Right. The very top four. After that, you're down to like Cam Davis, Sungjae, Tom Kim, Ben Griffin, Taylor Montgomery, Tom Hoagie, Cam Young, like those types of guys that I'm guessing. Who's they, the cheap guy? The other one said Ben Griffin and who? Ben Griffin. Ben Griffin was the cheapest one who popped up. Uh, ben Taylor at 7,000. I'm seeing a lot of love for. Yeah. Lipsky. So two guys that played well last week. That makes a lot of sense. Smalley at 75. I had Callum Terran at 72. And like these guys are sub 10% now that I'm getting into. Yeah, no, but here's here's the point. That's why I asked you to walk me through it. Rom, Cantlay, Lips, Rom, Cantlay, Smalley, Lipsky, Griffin, Taylor, 100 bucks left on the table. Okay, Dumb. but but if you just take Rom out of that and you go Cantlay, now you can build that lineup that I think people are more inclined to do, especially after last week, where you have like Cantlay, Hoagie, Cam Davis, 
like these $8,000 guys. You throw Ben Griffin in there, who continues to play well. Now you're back up to 75. You can go like Smalley. I mean, Putnam's going to be popular this week, even though his price is outrageous. Yeah, I mean, we're talking closely about the same thing besides who the starting point is. Yeah, but, but I, it, I, you I, land I, on the same shit, is what it, I'm saying. Yeah, but I, I, seem, I tend to think that this like mid-8s, with the guys that have been playing every week and playing well, I think I have them projected as more popular than you do. Where you have the top more popular, I have that range a bit more popular. Yeah, I would hold to that because that's just how it's going to work. There's literally so many guys that you can play in the sixes and sevens low. Like low sevens, look how loaded it is. And I don't. not all these guys have full ownership, but just to give some of the guys, like people are playing Smalley, people are playing Will Gordon, people are playing Lipsky, Jagger after last week, people are playing... Luke List this week even is getting, cool. you know, 7,200 bucks. He's, he's popping. So, uh, you know, Callum Terran is getting mentions. Uh, I think they're not going to be over-owned. I'm just saying the point of there's so many guys and that's why it's spread out. It's not saying who's popular down there. When you see them all 5 to 10% range or 4 to 8, however you want to range it, that's great that you can get overweight. But I also think it shows you where people are going. And for me, the 8K range, all I really have is Taylor Montgomery, Cam Davis, and Hoagie. And Hoagie. Yeah. And that's it. So that tells me not as many people are playing a 10K, 3, 8Ks, and 2 7s as are playing the dudes up top. And I do have, I mean, we're going to get to the part as well where, how much is, I guess, Harmon's 93. He's, it's not like he's going to be unowned. Mm-hmm. Burns does feel like he, Burns and Aaron Wise are the two that really stick out in the nines. It's just like, no one's going to these guys. Okay, I was going to say, because the elephant in the room is already here. The, uh, the highest guy, owned guy on the slate, I think, is Cam Young. 9,100 bucks. He fits every build. People are jamming him left and right. He's showing up to me already at 25. And I think that gets even crazier in high stakes because he's 9,100. 20 to 1 now, is he? Like, I mean, he's the guy who's been bet all week. I went to go bet him and I missed the 28. People at 28, it went to 22. And then it went to 20. I was like, okay, no, no, thank you. So going back to your point, then let's go Cantlay Young because that leaves 700 bucks. There is a gap from Rom to Cantlay. Okay, so okay, so, so this is the lineup that I ended up at your Rom Cantlay lineup, just to kind of close on that. Rom, Cantley, Lipsky, Griffin, Taron, Will Gordon. Yeah, and I went Taylor Smalley to match yeah. your ownership because that's what people are doing. But that's... Yeah, they all fit. That, that's like, you think that's going to be a very common lineup? Do you think that people punt one of those spots and get back up to... Who is in the eighth? Who's the lowest owned? Hadwin or Hoagie or Thigala? Because you could do that. Like, if you took Will Gordon out, let's say... And you went down. Who's someone people like? How much is Eckroth this week? Is he like sixty three hundred again? I thought he no, was. He's not. Oh, Eric Cole's only sixty three hundred bucks. Okay. By the way, congrats on that. It, I, I it think... didn't end up mattering, but no, he, he did. Not. He did make the cut, so he couldn't putt. Yeah, hey, he was crushing his approach. It was like the first time he never putted in his life. <laughs> a guy named Eric Cole that we post a hockey picture with all week. <laughs> he couldn't putt. Can you imagine? I listen. Usually, the hockey guys are good putters. Great golfers, hockey players. They are very good golfers. Yes, Eckroth is sixty seven hundred. Okay. Maybe maybe we need to find like loser of the week and we can call it the Eric Cole special. See if we can sneak one of these like absolute jabronis through the cut line. Is it Eric Barnes? Is it a new Eric? It no, be. it's probably like Andrew Novak or something. That, Andrew, that's Paul's guy, Andrew Novak. He's solid, man. I remember that this he shot a five under bogey free round on Sunday and I think he finished twelfth. Sixty four hundred bucks in this field. Oh man, he goes sixty five hundred bucks. He's yeah, been he so bad. Yeah, this, I, I'm playing the guy that played good last week. Ben Martin, though, would be the guy. 6,500. Oh, well, people are playing him. He has great history here. Solid. Like, you, you can play him. He's 6,500 bucks. So, or you could play Shank, the birdie maker. He does love birdies. Remember he, when he, he was does. 11 under last year at 
the farmers. And the I am playing Shank this week. I like him. There was actually a graphic up last week that showed it was like about the size. It was the, the graphic, I think, uh, at Torpix posted it. Joe, it was a, a good graphic, but everyone started coming at the graphic. He didn't po- He didn't make the damn graphic. PJ <laughs> Torrid, it was like, it's like, obviously, Sungjae is 300 ahead. He plays so many, of, he played so many events. It was like, it wasn't a by tournament graphic, but the point was like Shank was right there next to him. And I know he plays a lot of events too, but he, he is a birdie maker, man. So I don't know. Shank or Martin feels like the guy, but what I will say to just where you're going with this is that that would be more unique to me than people just playing the four 7k guys like going down to the 6k guy and up to the 8k guy the lineup you had will not be duped maybe no. after the show it's not like we're saying like these will be duped what we're saying is what is the common build and what can we do that's a little bit different to beat that out or find a different angle to the top you brought up a great point is it really that different from playing your Callum Terran and Ben Martin then like probably not, but is going from Will Gordon to Thigala that much better? Maybe not with how Gordon's playing right now, but in general, I think any nine times out of 10, you would rather have a Thigala than a Will Gordon. I just think that's how it stands, but not many people are building that way if they're building to the common build you brought up. Joel Damon, WD, WD. if people didn't see it. So how about this lineup? I think this one feels better for people. And that's why I think the Cantlay will end up being by far the highest owned here. Start with Cantlay. Cantlay, Cam Young as your start. Mm-hmm. Then you can still fit in Cam Davis. That's what I was clicking on. I and go saying. Harris English, Ben Griffin, Callum Terran. God, that's horrible. Harris English, Callum Terran, like these picks. But that that's what you get once you get below yeah. once you get below Hoagie, realistically, unless you really love this like post and Pendrith Day Rose Fowler range, and Denny. I, I, lo- I want to play Smalley over English for sure. Okay, well, then we can put Smalley. I, I bet him at 90, too. I, I actually like Smalley, and people were betting him last week, but not many people seem to be betting him this week, and maybe he's getting played some. I'm not sure what you see for ownership on him. You said it was getting up there. I see 8 to 10. Let's see. Smalley. Play 20%. I, 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 am at, I am at 10. Yeah, he played 20%, no problem, on a guy like that. I, it's nothing. I forgot Munoz didn't go to live. Munoz is here, too, at 7,500. No one's playing him. I just thought that was interesting is that, you know, haven't – like seeing it, him move over. It's really funny like to see the guys that are actually popping out in the 7k range and it's legitimately just guys who played well last week. Yeah. Like in terms of it's Lipsky, Gri- like Griffin's going to be like 15-16% owned. It's kind of crazy. I like Ben Griffin. Yeah, but. Ben Griffin looks pretty good on paper. He continues to play well. Uh um, Taron, Sig, Ben Taylor. What about uh, It's basically my lineup that didn't win the 25k last week. I, I'm just saying, like, for upside, sticking with the same build you had of young Cantlay Davis, if I go to Smalley over English, I can round it out with Keith Mitchell and Austin Eckroat. And I, I like them. I think they're good upside plays at 78 and 6,700. So I, I think I would still rather scramble, like, keep that core in there. Do you like Terran at all? No. Okay, so take Terran out. Yeah, some people do. I just don't. That's all. I mean, guy is obviously good. We saw it last year. Look at what he can do. Get on a run. Maybe he does it again. I just don't have him as high here. I, I like Neesmith, same price. I like Grayson Sig, same price too. He's getting a little ownership, but who cares? Man, the, the bottom range of that. Benny on. Did you, did you bet Benny on? A lot of people bet him this no, week, 200. No, I, I did not bet Benny on. I didn't get the 200. I saw 160 out there this morning. Um, you know, don't don't have them though on the card. So. so here's a different way. Like instead of the lineup that I just gave you, with the with Taron and Griffin and Smalley in it, I can rejig that a little bit because I actually really do like Lingamurth this week. So okay. I'm going to use him at 67, and so I can go can't like Cam Young, Cam Davis, Tom Hoagie, Gim, and Lingamurth. 68, 67. Like fill in whoever you like at 67 and 68. 
Like, Gim is not going to project well, but these are the courses he plays well. Pete Dye courses, hit some fairways, go out, hit everything to 15 feet, hopefully make some putts. Yeah. I and we haven't heard from the Gim Reaper in a while, so you know, <laughs> and you know he's one of my favorites. We might but still it, be it, waiting to hear from him. It, but... it could be anyone in that range, though, instead of Gim. Who, like, pick your poison of whoever you like. Who's 69 or 68? It could be Adam Long, the former winner here. Well, if you're already going down there, that's what I'm saying. Like, you, you like Lingmurth. This is kind of putting our stuff together. If, if I like Ekrot, I can actually move your other guy up, Hoagie, to Sahith. If you so have. now it's Young, Cantlay, Davis, Sahith. Talk about scoring. Austin Eckroat, the GOAT, let him go low. And then your boy Lingmurth comes through for us. Like, that's all you would really need to have. It's not going to project well. It looks like shit. But it's because we're taking shots on two 6K guys. But, Pat, here's the build now. 10, 9, 8, 8, 6, 6. Took me a minute there. Ten, yeah, no 7K guys, what I was trying to say. That's pretty yeah, unique. There, yeah, there is no 7K There's guys no, like That's what we're trying to look for. And while it doesn't project as well, for whatever reason, it's golf projections, who cares? The point is, is that there's definitely not that much of a difference between those 7,200 or 7K guys that are getting 8 to 10% ownership and these guys that are getting 1% to 2% because they're 400 bucks less and they didn't play as well last week or play at all so, last week. So. So, so I like this style of build where we're going right now, skip all of the sevens. And listen, we'll, we'll mix back in the sevens. We gave you some seven options to go with. And I don't mind Harris English, by the way. Harris yeah. English starting to play a little bit better. Yeah, people can do that. I don't like him. I don't think anyone's going to him. But far more people are going to Smalley than Harris English. Yeah, I would stick with those people. I'll go, I'll go down with those people. <laughs> I, I'm not a Harris English guy, so you know, take that for what it's worth. I just, from what I see, um, you know, the numbers do not look good. And maybe if you've got him, like I would say, if you project him to be a much better player than the guys that are around him, then he gets better on paper. I'm seeing the same 5% ownership to 10% on all these guys. So it doesn't matter. It's not about ownership for me. I'm just playing the guys I think are better golfers in that I, range. I, I found this really strange because you do see all this flat ownership in the sevens, except for one guy who is projected at 1% right now. Taylor Moore. The Zayden out. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's got no ownership going to him. But isn't this sort of the classic style Bazaden out course that you would want? Like, you hit fairways, that's good. You hit wedges and you make putts. That's that's literally the three things that he does well. Yeah, he does yeah. everything else poorly. It's just he did all those things poorly last week, so that's where people go off of, right? I, I didn't even four. I didn't even remember him playing last week, but yeah, yes, there he is. Had to yes. scroll down. Very poor. Scroll down, Pat. <laughs> he was there. Um, you know, looking at this range, though, that's the other side of it. Like, Denny McCarthy, Keith Mitchell, Davis Riley, Patrick Rogers. Rose, Day, Fowler. Yeah, what are you doing with the old guys here? We we, we call I, Kuchar. I, I, I legit don't know. Kuchar like, last week was the guy I liked, and I, I'll he, say it this week. He got week. there. Yeah, and guess who's going to get there this week? Fowler? No. Jason Day. Day. Oh, my God. He said, man, he's done some interviews talking about how healthy he is and ready to go. We want him when he's healthy. He's going to break down do, as the season do, goes on. Do you think that he is just getting himself primed? I mean, I like him at Torrey next week, obviously. Yeah. It's where he always plays well. Is he just getting himself on like a three-week heater, three-month heater here, maybe go compete at the Masters, then he immediately joins Liv? Well, I was going to say that. How are him and Rose? I talked about Munoz. That's just because whatever. But like, How know, is Fowler not on Liv? Well, he that got canceled out. He's getting paid for sure. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not the guy to speak on or know anything about it, obviously, but you, you know, a lot of people have said it and you know, talk about those guys getting money under the table in the back end and all. He's the PGA guy. Like he brought all, they, they say like, well, look what they did for him. Look what he did for them. They got 40 year old dudes rocking orange suits out at the golf course, hanging out, cheering on Ricky Fowler. Like that is something, you, you know, he's doing a lot for the PGA tour as well. So I'm sure they're taking care of him. But with JT Tiger, his boys, you got to stay in that group that, that we talk about what path you're going down with Smalley in English when Tiger Woods is the path or the live tour, you're going the Tiger Woods path, Pat. That's for sure. Well, to, even to circle back to the lineup that I gave you, that was the Cam Young Cantlay with Gim and Lingmurth at the bottom. 
We'll keep in Lingmurth. We can change to Eck Goat if we want to. But that had $100 left over. And for me, I prefer Finau to Cantlay, and you can make Finau work in that lineup. Finau, Cam Young, Cam Davis, mm-hmm. Tom Hoagie. So I prefer that one to the Cantlay one just because I like Finau more than I like Cantlay. Yeah, that brings up a good point, too, because I, I like that. That's fine. We're talking, I mean, we're flipping a coin. Pa- Patrick yeah. Cantlay and Tony Finau. Cantlay at this course been very solid. So is Finau. Finau as well, and is on winning streak. We talked about his tear three and seven, all that stuff. But it brings up a good point that I did want to discuss with you on this because it's happened plenty of times. We've seen it. I, I see most of the talk this week, Pat, about pivoting from this guy to this guy. And when we're flipping a coin on Cantlay Finau, why don't we just play them both together? That, that's always... You know, this is a thing. Like it ha- Okay, people are going to go down to Cam Young, too. Oh, Aaron Wise is there. See Whoopi. You can play a guy after a win now. All this. like You can play two guys together. So what if we go Finau Cantlay? Because I'm sure people will build Rom Scheffler lineups this week. It'll what? be a small percentage, maybe 1.5 to 2% of the field. But you can very easily build Rom Scheffler. It's not the best. It's not the most savings, but it's definitely savings, right? Six and five, four. It's, it's a thousand bucks in savings dropping down this way, so I don't hate it. Well, you can do this as well, like just to kind of reconstruct the lineup that I just made that goes up to Finau from Cantlay, get rid of Cam Young and Cam Davis. Then you can go Tom Kim, Sam Burns, and then you go to Chris Kirk and Eckroat. You turn Gim into Eckroat, and you turn Hoagie into Chris Kirk. Now, out of all the guys last week who played well, Chris Kirk is the only one people aren't going back to, and he's probably the best one of the bunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kirk has definitely still looked good. 75? That's a great... Now, like, look, I I like Ben Griffin. It's fun to project out what Ben Griffin could be. Chris Kirk's a better player right now. Yeah, and he's he's been better. I mean, he had some issues, obviously, in the past personal stuff that he worked through. But once he did, he actually went on a bit of a tear, Pat. Like, he definitely came back and had some good results, and it looks good again, and we're coming off a pretty strong week. And and this isn't a $9,200 Chris Kirk at the American Express. He's not a guy who needs to win. He's a guy who needs to come in fourth. (laughs) Yeah, $7,500, definitely a fair price on a guy like him, so... Um, so he's, don't it. he's, he's back in the pool for me this week, just cause I, I just don't know why I wouldn't go to him here. Yeah. I think let's, let's look at the, the I, I want to do this. Can't lay Finau lineup. That you yeah. That's what about. I wanted to look at first. That's going to say we go the, the only reason I brought it up though, too, is because it leaves 7,400 and change on the table for your last four spots. Chris Kirk. When we went, can't lay and Young, it was 7,700. So it's not that much of a difference. So yeah, can't lay Fino. Unless you really love that old guy range. Yeah. Or Denny, I suppose. Who could be really good here, by the way. So if we go Kirk, you can still get my guy Smalley in. You go Kirk, Smalley, Denny, Eckroat, I think. Maybe. Or you can just go like Gordon Lipsky. I don't like Will Gordon. No, I just I got do. something against him. I do. It's it's nothing. It's it's personal. The guy I've got a harder. You can actually go Lipsky and Steven Yeager too. Do you like Yeager? I, I love Yeager. He's, he, he's always come through for me, and he scores. He's fine. He does score a ton. I, I would agree with that. I don't know. Like, I mean, even we don't. You don't do much game log watching in DraftKings, PGA, DFS, but 80, 75, 73, 93, 91, 122. Like for, these are a lot of DraftKings points for seventy three hundred bucks. I just. If you had called Steven Yeager 6400 bucks, I feel like... I might lock him. I mean, really? <laughs> I, I love... At three full rounds at 6400 I would definitely be very interested. I'm interested at 7300 but uh, you can mess around with it here. I'm just saying, like, the Gordon Lipsky Yeager. I wanted to ask you, somebody... Anonymous tip on this guy said, we all loved Taylor Moore in the swing season and the end of last season. Did we? Now okay. nobody wants to play. I don't remember the swing season. Did we love Taylor Moore? 
not nobody loved him, but like going back to okay, Sanderson Farms, he was 13% as cheap. Fortnite, cheap, 12%. BMW Championship, he was 10%. Like th- this is a guy that people were playing a lot more, and the results he was putting up were 31st, 5th, 20, 24th, 12th, 23rd. Now he's in a range of Smalley, Burmy, oh, sorry, Smalley, Gordon, Lipsky, Jaeger. And then people are still talking a little bit about S.H. Kim and guys like that down there, Calum Terran. Oh, well, the reason why, he was sixth, then fifth, uh, Detroit, and then the Wyndham Championship to end the year. He really, I mean, he was 12th at the Zozo. That was a super weak field. He missed the, the last two cuts that he played in. It seems like the, the wheels have come off. He got through that hot stretch. Like, we see this every year with, like, these types of yeah. guys. Like, remember, Libiota went through it. Kadira went through it. It's like a five-week stretch. They figure everything out, and then they go back to being who they were. Yeah, it is true. Yeah. The, the other thing I will say is like when you go to the Cantlay Finau route, you can just land in those sevens and get different. Every, you can play some of the chalk because you already got a Cantlay Finau start where I think most are picking one or playing one with a guy up top. We didn't talk at all about yet about Rom Scheffler just sitting up there. We talked about Rom, sorry, but I mean like building like out make, with Making them. that lineup yeah. like with those two. I mean, it's easy to do. That's the thing, but you miss all of the mid-tier guys. Like, you really have to pick your poison with these even Finau Cantley lineups, whatever it might be, the 210K lineups. How much better is that, like, from a cost-benefit analysis to have Rahm and Scheffler with Lingmer, Ekro, Gim, whoever it is, Steven Yeager, Smalley, Ben Griffin, Lipsky, or use one of those guys, but you turn Scheffler into... Sam Burns and Cam Davis yeah, in I think that spot. I think it's just Cam Young. Like, if you start Rom Young, you still have the same 7,500 bucks. We land on the same group of guys, so that's where we kind of got to talk through it. That's what we're going through now. You can play that build. I, I just think it's the most popular start. Is like a Rom Young, Cantlay Young, Scheffler Young. Like, someone's Young is going to fit in as, as the guy. So what I was saying early, to you earlier, what I really want to build out, is like, let's start at Sam Burns. Mm-hmm. Keep Cam Young yeah, in, because people are looking at him as a pivot. Can we just... Put in Tom Kim instead? No. Tom Kim and Burns? No. That'll be the next one. Tom no. Kim is not going to light this place on fire and score and go 25 under. He, I mean, this seems like the perfect place for Tom Kim to light this place on fire. If you think fire. he finds the putter, then that's what you do. I, I just think he's... Hey, every time that he's lost an incredible amount of strokes on the green, the next week he gains an incredible amount of strokes with his putter. Yeah, the, win- the Wyndham at 20%, he did tear it up. That, that's when he won. And then he won at Shriners. All courses, by the way, when you look at it, Shriners, weirdly, go look at the past champions of the Shriners and go look at who plays well at this tournament. I don't even like Will Zalatoris. Like, how do you play cursed. Tom Kim over Zalatoris? Very cursed. Wow. Sungjae and bounce back. What I was thinking, though, I so, guess... Sungjae is very interesting, I think. You and I have done this angle before, so I just want to build it really quickly to see. Because when you go Burns, Cam Young, Cam Davis, and Thigala, Ooh, I feel like I, like, I like that. there's eagles everywhere, and you still have over 7K left. You got 70-50 average i'm just thinking now like who is the scores that you want down at the bottom that can actually go super low cam young davis the gala with burns with burns yeah burns young davis the gala and then you could put your boy ben taylor in i don't want to use ben taylor this week i used ben taylor last week i mean you could still use him again the tear you talk about these tears that people go on since november third 21st fourth i mean if you every want, round in the 60s if you want to take the scores from down there like that's where callum Terran comes in like you dude think? just bombs it i don't i don't have my fantasy national model up that i did at home with the scoring on it that you know when what? you have the extra monitors it helps but do, do you want the birdies are better 
I want opportunities gained. Okay. And then I don't know if you could put it side by side with birdies are better and just see some of the combo plays. Oh, yeah. Down there. That's kind of the best way, I think, to look at it when uh, some are doing Opportunities it. gained, Siwoo Kim, number one. Who we haven't even brought up, who's won in the, who won last week and mm-hmm. has won this tournament in the past. Yeah. He has missed every cut coming off a win, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's the issue, right? So, uh, Cal- Callum Terran, you said, ben, ben Griffin. What about those guys? How do they show up? It's weird these don't look very good on paper, but they look so good by the name value. Uh, so, Ben Griffin. Ben Griffin, 21st, or sorry, 25th in opportunities gained. This is over the past 24 rounds. 11th in birdies are better gained uh, near the bottom of the field in Eagles gained. Yeah, I mean, Eagles, Eagles are, are going to be Eagles super, are tough to come by here. Yeah, if you, if you get them, you get, I was just going to say, those are highly variant anyway. Like, if you get them, you get them. But, you know, just trying to think about something. When you sort it. You know who I do love? Who's that? And I live bet him last week. Carl, Carl yawn. Yeah, Yon. I just, I'm a hundred. Crazy much, Carl. Carl, hundred dollars to see short. you on the leaderboard. Yeah, I love him. Uh, he's 6,900 this yeah. week. He's a great play. And he's a talk about scoring. I don't know what he shows up on your side there, but. Ninth in opportunities gained. Dude, just pin seeks. Yeah. That's like, all he does. For example, RSM Classic, to give you an example of a guy like this, comes in 39th place. How many DraftKings do you think he put up at $6,900. Like, where did he he finish? he finished almost 40th place? But, but he probably finished like top 15 in scoring. Scored 90 DraftKings points. <laughs> he scored and, a lot of DraftKings points last week. Yeah, last week too. Like, that's what I'm saying. Again, people, we're playing he, a scoring game. We don't know lo- where it's going to come he from. He loves bogeys, though. Yeah, that's why bogeys are fine if he gets the rest of the stuff right. Again, make, when you get three full days, he's just got to make a cut. I, I will say this because you can drop down here. Who would you drop down if you had to drop one? Of like, who? Like, let's just say, like, okay, so Burns can go to. I need a hundred dollars here. So Burns could go to okay. If you could do this, Burns to Harmon. Well, well, why why wouldn't we Young to Wise? I would rather go Young to Montgomery than go Young to Wise. I like Montgomery more. Perfect. I actually like that. You said that. So there we go. And now I can get my guy Jagger bombs in. Jagger and and Juan. Yeah, Jagger, Juan, Thigala, Davis, Montgomery, and Burns. 74. And who else can I get in this? You know, I mean... You- oh, and now I can get Tom Kim in because I got the 100 bucks. Boom. There you go. Just for you, Pat. Tom Kim. Then you've got Montgomery, Davis, Thigala, Steven Yeager, Carl Wan. That is scoring city if you think Tom Kim comes through. I preferred Burns. I like that one better, but you like Tom Kim. So that's another one. Now... I mean, you can also do it this way as get well. Both. Get them both. Because I, I was just looking at this. So you play that exact same lineup and the Tom Kim lineup because obviously I like him. I, I like the idea of Burns too. So let's turn Montgomery into Burns. And we need $500. That's Jagger to Lingworth. Mm-hmm. And you still have $100 left over if you wanted to play, I don't know, if you wanted to turn Cam Davis into Montgomery, you could. If you sort that by price, the chart you just brought up, who are some of the guys in the 6K range that pop? I, like go like 65 no- to 67. Is there anybody? Novak. Is it Novak? It is Novak. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Like Let's that see. guy, and he's hot too, coming in off Let's that see. momentum there, round. There's one, Sunday. two, three, four, five, six players in a row who rank from 26th to 31st in opportunities gained, who are all near the bottom of the field in terms of birdies or better gains. So they're just not making putts, essentially, is what this tells me. Armour, Kadira, Trevor Cohn, Streb, Novak, and Ben Martin. Ben Martin and Novak are the guys I like. But just to go back to your lineup you built, because we talked, it, it ties in everything with what we went through. You know, we're picking, you and I are going back and forth on Tom Kim versus Burns, and it might be a damn playoff play between it. those two by the end. So play, play, play them both. both. <laughs> so you've got this one, Pat. Tom Kim, Burns, Taylor Montgomery, Cam Davis, Carl Wan, and Novak or Martin. 
That is a good lineup. See, I wonder if I can turn Cam Davis into Finau. That means I have to take the Gala down to 7,300. I think that lands me right on Jaeger. It does. So you could go Kim, Burns, Finau, Jaeger, Juan, Lingmurth. Finau, Jaeger. So you basically trade my the Gala and Cam Davis for Finau and Jaeger. I'm going to look out scores. I get 2v2. And you said um, Lingmurth? Man, Lingmurth, is he going to score for us, Pat? Oh, yeah. He's going to win. We already bet him to win, or I bet him to win at least. He's going to win, for sure. Lock it in. Lock of the week, David Lingmurth. The Bermuda, he got 103 DraftKings points. The Worldwide Technology Championship, he got 107. And the RSM Classic, he got 93. Definitely scoring enough. Hey, guy who's lost in the playoff of this tournament before, too. I'd like to figure out a way to work Kirk in, because I actually think that, the more I think about it, the more I like Chris Kirk. So it's Jaeger. And what's his name at the bottom we just had? So it's, uh, Ling- it's Jaeger, Lingmurth to Martin or Novak with yeah, Kirk. Yeah, you, you turn Jaeger into Kirk and you turn Lingmurth or Juan into... You just, you just got to turn your guy Lingmurth down because you're going 7,300 up to 75. Yeah. You're going 6,700 down. You, you can Yeah, you can go... Novak or Martin, whoever you want to round it yeah, out Yeah, I'll with. use Novak at 64. Leaves 100 bucks on the table. I don't yeah. mind those. I think those are fine. Yeah, Okay, we got to talk Xander quick because we, okay. you know, I mentioned it. You you want to talk about it, but I, I, the only reason I bring it up is people say, oh, on Monday you said this. And we have to deal with all this stuff. I said on Monday that I played him anyway last time, and I got shit for it, but I did what I said. People ask, would you play him? I said, yes, I play him because I had take the shot on it. He had just the, the reports had come out that he had the injury in Bermuda and went and shot three rounds in the 60s and came fourth. So I took a shot on it. It did not work out. He WD'd. Is what it is. I take on that risk. Here on Monday, I said, I didn't see any updates, man, to say anything's better besides the, you know, then the negative MRI tweet came out. And then people said they've talked to his camp and things they're saying. It was, I think Andy Lack on the Inside Golf Podcast said he talked to his camp. I think he knows his caddy or something. He said he sounds better and you can give him a shot. So anytime I get any update of any kind, it's still the same risk, Pat. But at 10K with nobody playing him, like what's his ownership going to be? Five or 6%? If that, And people yeah. are playing Cantlay and Finau. If, if he comes through, him and Cantley, by the way, the good mojo group, they're going out together, the boys, PC, Patrick Cantley, poor clothing. We saw that picture. Uh, cool. Did not work out. But it's the course he does better at. So I'm just saying, he's 10K. It wouldn't surprise me if Xander went out and had a, a good run here, just because. Got to feel better knowing that his back is not in poor shape like he thought. Well, I, I think it kind of goes in line with what we've been talking about, even what you said about tournament champions. You used him at 30% anyway. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you use him this week? Yeah, originally, because then what I was saying about that, the only point I made so people can get clarity is that I said, then I got my answer. He was not healthy. He withdrew. That hurts. I need some sort of positive update to commit. Not just I played him last time, so play him now. But now I've got the positive update. I have to go back in at 10K. So like to kind of spell this out for everyone, like I think you need to interpret different risk in different ways Correct. based on the format that you're playing. If you're playing in a single entry, you probably shouldn't be playing. Right. If you're playing a three max, he probably doesn't make my three max. But I understand what you're saying that in these large field tournaments, if you can get Xander at five, six, seven percent, you're probably going to lose anyway. Yeah. That this gives you a good shot if he plays well to actually win. Exactly. So I understand that. that. In the one and done, I don't think it's super necessary. Betting wise, it's absolutely not necessary. Exactly. Great points at the end there. And truthfully, I really don't care what other people think. But the angle I was saying on that was that like if you don't play, if you play Xander, people come at you when he WDs and say, oh. Of course, you're an idiot. You play this guy that had a bad back and was going to WD. If you play him at 6% like I did and he wins, 
people say, people are idiots. They really didn't click Xander at 6%. He just had the injury at the hero and came through and came forth. It was obviously a good play. You get the angle both ways no matter what. I'm saying what I always say, 80% of your lineups or more die every week anyway, if not 99%. For the month. You had one sweat and it still did not make money in the end. My yeah. point being, a lot of lineups go to waste either way. I'm more comfortable taking on the risk. I think you did a great job just now breaking it down on what you, where you do it, where you don't do it, if you're even willing to take on the risk or want to take on that risk. So I really like the breakdown you gave. You do not need them. It's something like one and done, endless options. Here, it's a play on the ownership, the field, the game that we play. Yeah, it's, it's just figure out what game you're actually playing yeah. and figure out how to get to the top of it. And like you said, 99% of lineups don't win anyway. Correct. So, but, but I'd rather do it with Xander. And that's a great final point on it. Is I would rather do this with Xander, where I can take 10%, be double the field, or 15%. I'll probably take in this case three times the field probably. And I'm still live in 85% of my lineups, but I'm also doing it with Xander Shoffley. Yeah, it's not... It's not I'm a, not going to the bottom and saying, you know what? If, Mac, if our boy John Pack, Johnny Earrings, has a good week this week at 6K, I'm going to ship all the money. I'm going to take 15% of them just to be unique. I'm not doing that. We're talking about Xander Shoffley coming off of positive reports. That's what we're talking about here. In a spot where Finau, Cantlay, Zalatoris, Young, Rom Scheffler are all super owned that I can just take a shot with him and he's still going to slide into that spot. If you're playing Rom, Cantlay, maybe I play Rom, Xander. Maybe I play Cantlay, Xander and say they go out and play off of each other on day one and continue that throughout and have a good week. Who knows? But but I like that. In a pro-am format, they can just joke around and shoot the shit. Meanwhile, Cantlay is usually telling people they're you know too pampered and my, go, go get a Mai Tai and all that stuff. Maybe he's okay with it when he's chilling there with his buddy and they play better. I like that. I like that angle. I'm going to add him in. Adding him into the pool. All right. He rates out as a very good play. We didn't talk, like, which is very rapid fire. Because I think we've built the lineups. Like, what's your favorite type of construction here? Because I kind of like that, the last one that I built, that's Finau. Like, I like the Finau-Tom Kim start. That's just what I prefer this week because it still allows me to use some of those 8K guys that I like so much. Mm -hmm. But even that last one that I built that was Finau, Kim, Burns, Kirk, Juan, Novak. I don't mind that build here either. Now, I prefer Lingmurth to Novak, but that's not a make or break for me. Yeah, I will say this. I I'm, I do love Cam Young this week. Everybody does. Like I say, he's probably going to be the most popular and high stakes. It's going to get a little bit out of control. I'd imagine 40%. He's pushing at 9,100 bucks. Remember that this is also a tournament with a massive, like, massive amount of variance. Yeah, I do think that. But I also think because you get those three full rounds, how good he is, the upside, the capability, the numbers, the matchup numbers are good. The, the betting odds are good. It's golf. Anything can happen. I'm just saying there's so many guys we saw below that we can get different with. And I can have him as my third guy in. So I can build with him differently. But what I will say, Pat, and I talk about this one all the time, I think it's one of the best roster construction plays you can do, is when you go to 10K guys, whether it is Cantlay Xander we just talked about, whether it's Rom Scheffler, whatever you decide to do up top, it forces you to skip the 9K range and you have no choice but to have the FOMO and let that FOMO go to waste because you can't get there. You just can't do it. Like if you go Rom, Scheffler, and then Tom, or sorry, and then Cam Young, you have 6,500. Sorry, I shouldn't say you can't do it. You can physically do it, but do you want that lineup? Do you want Ben Martin, Lingmurth, and Eckroat rounding it out just so you can get Rom, Scheffler, Young? I don't think so. Personally, like I said, I think those other builds look better and I'm comfortable just using two guys up top. So uh, to me, that's not my favorite build. My, my favorite build is when you use two studs, skip the 9K and build down from there. Putnam. We didn't talk Putnam at all. You, you mentioned that you like him. I like him enough, but like not enough enough. I bet him again. So if that it, tells you something, it, I mean, every, everything is like 45 to one. He, I got him at 50 to start the week. It's a lot. That's, that's a steep price for Andrew Putnam. 
Yeah, it is. It's reminds me of last week though. Like some of the, some of the bets I made there, that's just that I'm not proud, but what was I looking at with him that I saw? I had something here on him that I really liked. I think it was his, um, the history and then recent form, obviously that he's got too. So his course history here is definitely good. I know that. You can do. And then stats-wise, too, he looked pretty good. He's only 8,700, so. You can do Finau, Shoffley, Cam Davis as your start. Finau, and go Jagger, Juan, Lingmurth. So Finau, Shoffley, Cam Davis, yeah. Carl Juan, Steven Jagger, David Lingmurth. And you can mess around with that if you wanted to. Like, you could turn Jagger into Kirk, go Lingmurth down to Ben Martin. That's another way to play that, which I actually think I like more. I just really don't like Ben Martin is the problem. Is there anyone with 66 who's, like, not bad? Oh, Ariol! Oh, I could use Ariol. I, I think we've Check. got the guys down there that we like. I guess the the other build that I like, too, just to talk through it, because I don't hate that build you just did, but the other one where we didn't land on any sevens was extremely interesting because everyone lands on at least two sevens, mm-hmm. if not three. So I guess that's where it's a little bit aggressive. Maybe you don't have to avoid sevens altogether. You don't, obviously. But if you know most people are landing on two plus, if not three plus is probably more common. Having two or less 7K guys in your build, regardless of what happens when you're getting three full days and all that, I think is fine. Even if it means just like a 69 or $6,700 guy, they're pretty much the same guys. They just can only put so many guys in that 7K price range on DraftKings. All right, so rapid fire. Rom versus Scheffler. Probably Scheffler for the ownership savings. Okay. They're the same dude to me. Like, Rom is on a, on a tear. But. Finau and Cantley. I'm on team Finau here. I'm on, I'm on team Cantley. Xander, we talked about. We didn't talk about Sungjae, really, or Zalatoris at all. Going back. Here. And I don't have them in my pool right now. So I don't know what to do with these guys. Zal is such an interesting one. We talked about it all last season. It comes back to it again. It's a birdie fest. Some say, okay, he's better when the field gets a little bit stronger. This, this field is stronger. Would you consider it a strong field? That was another take this week a lot had because it, the OWGR stuff. But everyone, they, uh, some guys pointed it out. I think it was PGA Tout, John. He said this is, is a great point. These guys all played here, guys. This wasn't some crazy thing. They just didn't have a top 20 OWGR ranking. Yeah. Now they've moved into the higher ranking. That, that doesn't make the field that, it, in reality, it doesn't make it that much stronger. The, the rank, rankings are shit and we all know it. They changed. It's like, fine. Like, put, put it this way. He came sixth at this tournament last year. Right. That included a 61 when I think he made 400 feet of putts. Like, that's just not happening again. And, like, he was pin-seeking last year. He was all over the pins, and he turned into regular Zalatoris when he got to the stadium course and couldn't make a putt. Like, <laughs> this kind of makes the case for your Tom Kim play even more. A guy that's just an incredible ball striker that what if he makes those 400 feet of putt, then he probably wins of putts. He, he probably Sure, wins. but Tom Kim actually does this. No, that's what I'm saying. That's why I think I have Tom Kim as a better play than Zalatoris, but I'm always against Zalatoris unless we have a strong field. A tough well, course. I mean, next week is a great Zalatoris course, as yeah. we saw last year. Correct. But we, we can always see where guys get hot. Him and Jason Day in a lineup together. They get hot this week just to get us all revved up for next week when they always crush and do well. So, so Sungjae, yes or no? Because he seems like to be yes. the, the weirdest we, we didn't talk about him, Pat, because of where he falls. That's what makes him a great tournament play as well. There's another example. If you, instead of Rom Cantlay, why don't you just go, like if people are going to start Rom Cantlay and still get to Cam Young and fit those 7K guys and maybe one 6K, you, why couldn't you just go Rom and then drop down to Sungjae? Instead. Well, would you rather use Xander or Sungjae? Sungjae still. I just talked up all that Xander stuff. I'm going to play him, but I'll, I'll probably have more Sungjae just because he's, he's a guy that I can use everywhere. Herman. I just can't get to 9,300. It's like Putnam at 87. Like, they might end up being great plays by the time we look back at the tournament. They just don't deserve to be in this range. 
Yeah, Harmon's expensive, but again, another guy that... Like, would you rather play Sam Burns or a, a half-owned Sam Burns or a doubly-owned Brian Harmon? Yeah, I see them almost the same ownership as the challenge, but I would obviously take Burns. This is where you and I talked last season doing the show, different format, but we would talk about this often where it's like one guy won three times, <laughs> one guy doesn't win, right? And that's what we have here. So I don't care what your numbers say, your projections, your stuff. Well, but you're also thinking like projections are median projections. Right. And I bet you in a head-to-head, a lot of the time that this would be a pretty close matchup that Brian Harmon finishes inside from 7th to 37th maybe more often than Burns does because Burns like wins or misses the cut. Yeah. And this is where when people say PJDFS is so hard and it is, or it's Keno and it is, it's just the general point of this is just like a, a logic decision. Again, how much volatility do you need to build into your lineup? We did some earlier with like Davis, Thigala. Obviously all those Xander. guys can shoot the 60s or the 80s because they're going to pin seek and that's where we get the scoring opportunities from. But in this scenario, Harmon's definitely safer but is he? Because Burns actually still has the upside to make the cut, obviously, and win. So you're just balancing that act. And I think oftentimes I'm just going to lean to Burns with the with the W upside. Yeah, and then you have C. Wu there. We didn't talk Aaron Wise at all. I know people are high on Aaron Wise in particular. I just don't play Aaron Wise. Yeah, you, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's where you could pivot if you wanted to go. I mean, Cam Young is squeezed between C. Wu and Aaron Wise. But I'm with you. I like Taylor Montgomery at 8,900. I I, like, if I could find the money, I'd rather go up and take my chances with C. Wu over Aaron Wise. Yeah. The only thing that sits yeah. in the back of my mind is the, the thing about how... How much was Siwoo last week? Do you remember? 8,200? 80, 8,400 or 8,200. I think it was 82. I, this isn't a big price increase for a guy who just won no, and has won at this tournament before. There was like a thing done where it showed guys that come off of a win. DraftKings Like study, where their prices? DraftKings study where they, they do worse when they get more expensive the following week versus if you have a guy... Like if a Lucas Glover wins in a field when he's 9,400 in a, in a rough event. And then he's 71. And then he drops down field. to 71 in a tougher field. You're probably better off to play him. And it's, I know it's just the samples will always be lower, but the point was made that it kind of makes sense. Like he's obviously still a good play. And now his price goes down 2K just because the field got stronger, but he was playing good enough to win on the tour last week. That's the angle here. But again, going back to see who I'd have no problem with. I just prefer the guys around him. Uh, KH Lee. Another name that we didn't bring up. If you're looking for him in fantasy golf championships, I, for whatever reason, wherever they draw their odds source from, KH Lee is just all fucked up and he just appears at the bottom. He doesn't have odds. It didn't happen last week, same as this week. If you're looking for him, he's there. It's just his name throws off like the <laughs> API source. I don't mind him in DraftKings. You probably are getting saved on, on the one and done by having him jammed at the bottom. You no, know, sure, but I, I, I'm just saying if people need to know. But you yeah. have this entire, like, we, we didn't build any lineups with any of these guys. And there's a range of, like, 20 guys who are all names that people usually like to play and we just couldn't land on them like hoagie was the lowest of the 8ks that i landed up you have cagely hadwin windy c shout out kirshner on that one pendrith poston day rose fowler mitchell denny patrick rogers davis riley bez damon wd detry super popular from the swing season Grio, harris english brendan todd and then you get to smalley where we started building lineups again that is a group of 20 players that when we were building these like faux lineups, we just did not get to. You say you like Jason Day, and I know that we'll end up using a few of these guys. For sure. But yeah. I don't know. Like, Well, that's why when you ask me the favorite lineup style, like I said, when you skip the 9K, the FOMO is there because of the guys that you see in Wills Alatoris, Tom Kim, Sam Burns, and then, of course, Cameron Young. Not as many people are talking about the others. Maybe some are talking about Harmon, but who cares? But I'm saying when you've got the range that we didn't talk about, like Taylor Montgomery, you talk about Kirschner with, with Windy C. Windy C. What about Tay Pendy? If you want to give nicknames like that, I mean, 8,000, I'm definitely in on Taylor Pendrith here. 
Poston looks solid. KH Lee looks solid. Hoagie's got a bit of the ownership going to him. I prefer Thigala, but this I, range is where I you like can pick Hoagie up better. two or three of these guys. I like Hoagie better than Thigala this week. And just remember what I said. This is where this forces you, Pat, to have less than three 7K guys if you start picking up these guys. Do you like Riley at all? No, and I usually love Riley. Do you just, like Denny? I kind of like, I, I, nev- like I never liked Denny. I, I kind of like Denny this week. I like Denny, but I actually like Keith Mitchell more for the same price, but I like both of those guys. I, I prefer Denny to Keith Mitchell this week. Yeah, they're both fine. Day, uh, Day Rose Fowler, you prefer Day? Just Day for me, none of the other two. What, not Fowler? No. I like his. I think it's a better season for him. I'll wait and see. Maybe he picks things up and we can get back on him at like the waste management or something. Again, I know ownership will come with it, but it's also a course that he plays well at. So we'll see if he can do anything. But right now, uh, you know, 7,800 is still a bit much, I think. I mean, Fowler used to play this course well. Yeah. He used, used to play a lot, a lot of things courses well. well. Thank you. There we go. Had one? You're like, he's Mr. This course tur- horse. He is Mr. This Tournament. So is Andrew Landry for way cheaper. I know, but like so. Andrew Landry legitimately sucks. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> I remember live sweating him. I had an awesome six of six at the 3M <laughs> one year, and I had Andrew Landry, and I was there. So I followed around Andrew Landry, and he got to whatever <laughs> hole it was. It was number 18. So number 18, this long par five. You have to hit it over the water. It's like, hey, I mean, he hits a ton of fairways, so it's not that big of a deal for him. He'll just lay up, lay up. He can even try to get there in two if he wanted to. Just make a par, you make the cut. He, like, hooks it into this bunker I didn't know existed until I walked past it. You couldn't see it from the tee box, and he's just jammed into the side of it. He made, like, a beat. <laughs> Missed the cut. I was like, oh, oh God. God. That's what you get for following Andrew Landry. But I know. Yeah, neither of these guys. Like I said, you can make cases for them all. I do think the best point that was brought up that you said was just this 8K range of the guys we didn't talk about. It's not because we're not playing them or don't like them. It's just that we're showing you, again, the construction that it's others hard are to going get there. to. It's very clear what's happening. I don't, whatever happens up top happens, but people are playing two or three or four 7K guys and leaving the 8Ks to the couple of guys that we mentioned that they like. So if you want to get three 8K guys and then see where that takes you, I've got no problem with it. Okay. That will do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. RumPureSports.com is going to be live on Thursday and Friday on Mayo Media Network. Free shows. DraftKings showdown and when you steal my take about hey maybe we should stack up the stadium course guys well, you know you're free to do that I'm the king of crediting sources so you know I'll mention your mm-hmm. name name drop you in there but yeah it'll be 9 p.m. Eastern free shows Thursday Friday and then the round four version will be on the Rumpier Sports YouTube channel free as well same time on Saturday and yeah that'll do it for me my Twitter works your Twitter works mine does not I'm currently shadow banned hopefully by Friday it should be back I keep thinking today is Friday because we're doing a show in studio but that's the yeah la- show. La- we are doing the last NFL show between you and I of the season this week. Tomorrow. We're going to do it. To, we are going to film it. To, it's not going to come out until Friday. Though. That's correct. So people will get it then. But yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Totag and Tambo. The tidbits are out for this week. A lot of good ones. And then we had the winner and the second place, Buckley. It was only 20 guys of the 144 last week. And Buckley and Siwoo. Shout out PGA Todd again. He had him as his spotlight play of the week and got the W. I used a lot of Buckley. Buckley was awesome. I had, I had so many good lines. I had Buckley, Lipsky, Jagger. I see. I had Buckley, Lipsky, Ben Taylor. Yeah, even better. Like you, you no, had, it didn't turn out to be even better. I mean, you actually had good. You had a shot up there. I'm saying mine were mostly dead because the only couple that I had that had those guys with nine Ks was like Henley Harmon, and it just didn't do enough. Yeah, mine was Hideki Montgomery, KH Lee, mm-hmm. that sort of build. Which I just got to. Wish I had just played Connors, as it turned out. Yeah, it's easier when it's over. Right? Idiot! Idiot! <laughs> Dummy. Happening. All right. At Totek and Tambo on Twitter, join the newsletters up to that for free down in the description. And you can find all of the hot links, all the cheat sheets, the full betting card, extra notes about the tournament, plus all the NFL stuff for the week. 
That will do it for me. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.